Last time on Pokemon Rollout, we met up again with our Sinnoh explorers, Ezra McClellan and Louisa Alcott, along with washed-off wrestler Bulk Bagan and space cadet hopeful Seth Scouts. The group was flown into Snowpoint City by a Talonflame for the Snowpoint City Snowtacular. Bulk and Seth went to the fishing competition, while Louisa and Ezra went to the contest hall. After a few bad fishing spots, they were both able to reel in some good Pokemon for the contest. Seth took second place with a seal, and Bulk won the competition with a Whalemer. At the contest hall, Ezra and Louisa went up against the Pokemon Professor of Magic. After the fumble-filled beginning of the contest, Ezra and his Darumaka drummer, and Louisa and her Vivian Meg, were able to put on a good show while the Pokemon Professor of Magic and his Bamiri Poof did quite poorly and left in a huff. He threw his hat and it landed on a little girl's snow sculpture, a Vulpix, which suddenly came to life. What will happen today on Pokemon Rollout? Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, and these guys call me their game master. But oh, I hold on, hold on, there. Nick. Um, mm-hmm. not today. Not today. Mm. You're not the game master. You know why? Mm. It's Christmas. It's still Christmas. I'm calling it Christmas, even though Christmas is done. But it's Christmas. Here, hold on to this for me. What the twenty nineteenth day of Christmas? Oh, Something like that. Here, hold this for me. What? What is it? That's a plot device. Uh, I so. See. <laughs> Let's see, uh, remind, remind me, so 12, like, in real time, are, we're, are, we're, just, we're just after the 12 days of Christmas, aren't we? This is like, this is like the, the 17th. 14th, 14th, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So I, IRL. <laughs> IRL, you're on the 14th day of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... At that point, your true love has given up. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want me now, fine. <laughs> I got you 12 drummers dropping last time. What else do I have to do? <laughs> so, welcome to Pokemon Rollout. Uh, I'm Michael, and I am your special game master to continue our Christmas special with the, the Sinnoh Holiday Party Travelers. Uh, and so, <laughs> I don't know, there's got to be a name in there somewhere for this group. So, as we're continuing this Christmas special, everybody introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Paul, and I play Bulk Began. Oh, I'm Lydia, and I play Louisa. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I play Ezra McClellan. I'm Dylan, and I play Seth Scouts. And I'm Michael, playing the Game Master. So, uh, when we last left all of you in Snowpoint City, you had exited the contest hall, the big contest igloo, uh, and you saw this little girl, Karen, finishing, putting the finishing touches on her little snow figure of a Vulpix and noticing that it was missing something. And meanwhile, you see the Pokemon Professor of Magic wandering by, grumbling to himself and crumpling up his hat and getting angry and throwing the hat off to the side. 
Karen picks up the hat, places it on top of the Vulpix. At that precise moment, you feel a rumbling in the earth, and the Vulpix comes to life. It kind of shakes its tail a little bit, a little bit of snow kind of flutters off of it, and then you see this pure white snowy Vulpix with a top hat on its head dancing around in front of Karen, who is giggling with glee. That's not something you see every day. It's so cute! I'm clearly just... We, we didn't see, see that. That was uh, an isolation. That, that's clearly in a lowland Vulpix. Yeah, that, that's gotta be it, right? I, I didn't just see that. Or ghosts. He runs up to it and starts petting it. Like dancing Ezra, with it. Ezra had turned to Louise and gotten more ghosts yet. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Probably not. <laughs> more ghosts? <laughs> Tell you later. Hmm. Huh, how about that? Um, if anyone would like to do education checks, uh, you may do so. Uh, Pokemon and Occult especially will give you stuff. I rolled a one and a six, so seven. Okay. Come on, researcher, don't fail me now. It did not. That's an 18. Uh, dang, I thought I was going to be able to use my 12 in Pokemon. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, 11. 11. Okay. Yes, you do recognize this is clearly an Alolan Vulpix, uh, which are not native to this area at all. Uh, and besides which, you are absolutely certain that that was just a snow figure a moment ago. So somehow it has come to life, but you're not quite sure how. I... I think he just sinks to his knees in defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should find the source of that rumbling? I think it's more likely than the top hat. Maybe. Yeah. That... I mean, you guys didn't see the whole performance back there. Uh, I, uh, I'm I, willing to accept I, anything other than animated snow at this point. I, I would believe a passing snowflake caused that to happen before I'd believe it was the top hat. <laughs> Uh, Balka, uh, uh, thinking that um, uh, Seth is a little bit uh, too wound up, goes, "Kid, just go, go play with the Vulpix there. It looks like fun. Go, go pet it." Weasel like motions for him to come join her dance. And the Vulpix is very friendly, uh, and Karen is also eager to uh, play with the Vulpix and with with others as well. Did Did you see? Did Did you see this Vulpix come alive? That's That's the best thing ever. Yeah, by, the way, so cool. by the way, if Charlie was here, there'd totally be a Pokeball out right now. Ezra <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns to Seth and says, "Make sure you wear gloves. You might get frostbite." As long as it's just, just a little bit of a smirk me. on his face. Yeah, I, I, Seth just numbly lumbers towards it with a hand out. Just <laughs> let's try not to knock that hat off. I don't want to see this thing just kind of crumble. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like. Slowly rubs its nose with, like, two fingers. I wonder if we took it off and then put it back on, would it become a ditto? (laughs) (laughs) Ezra's given up and is just snarking at this point. I, uh... Seth just looks up and goes, I... There must have been some magic in that that old silk hat we found. (laughs) I, I don't know what to say. Hey, son, I'm the musician here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the Pokemon Professor of Magic uh, 
although originally oblivious when the rumbling occurred, stopped and turned around and has been watching this Vulpix dancing around with uh, what was his hat upon its head. And he comes gingerly closer uh, and is is trying not to be too intrusive, but is, is holding his hands together and thinking hard before he speaks. And he comes forward and he says, Excuse me, young girl. Uh, would you mind giving me my hat back? And uh, Karen is a little bit dumbfounded. She doesn't know what to say to this adult who is trying to take the hat. Now, Professor, at the moment it looks like this hat might have just brought something to life. Before we take it off the he- off of this Vulpix Ascension, we make sure that it's going to keep stay around afterwards. I'm going to roll Charm. Okay. But how's a 14 do? Yeah, that was a bad roll. Well, what what sort of test do you propose? Well, uh, let's say first things first, we should see where that rumbling came from. Because if it's based here, then that gives more credence to it being the hat. But if it's based somewhere else, that might have caused uh, the whole Vulpix waking up thing. Perhaps, yes, it, it's likely that the rumbling gave this Vulpix life. I, I just want my hat back. Well, too bad you threw it away and Karen took it, so there. Not yours anymore. I, I was just words. throwing it back. in frustration. I, you, you do that once in a while. You kick at, and throw the things you love only to want them back. At the end of the last episode, didn't he say here to her as he threw it at her? Yes, he did it. <laughs> Seth pulls out like a little uh, tape recorder, <laughs> rewinds back wide, <laughs> and you just clearly hear the Pokemon Professor of Magic go, yeah, as he throws it. <laughs> no, totally. You gave it to her, man. Seth. No take back. S- Seth, can I just take the moment to say I'm worried about you? <laughs> You sound All right, like my mom. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the rule is uh, finders keepers, there, brother. And I slap the professor of Pokemon of Magic on the back. All right, all right. He's he's very grumpy. And give me a perception check. Seven for bulk. I got a four. I got a nine. Uh, I I got it. We'll just say that. Okay, <laughs> that's an eighteen. <laughs> Nice. Another 18. <laughs> We've only been hitting the good skills I have. My educations and perceptions, everything else is terrible. Nice. Well, Link's got a class at 8, so. <laughs> well, anybody who got a 5 or above sees uh, the hat suddenly appear on the professor's head. Anybody who got 10 or above saw the professor wiggle his fingers a little bit. And anybody who got 15 or above uh, can tell that he just used a move. Uh, and if you use a Pokemon education check, I can tell you what that move is. I've got that at Adept. I know it's trick. But let's see if I yep. know it's trick. <laughs> it's trick. Yes, he used trick. Uh, and the hat is... Uh, on his head, and uh, you all see also that the Vulpix, which was uh, kind of playing around, is now still. No! You killed it! 
I killed yes. nothing. What this happens? is my hat. Farewell. That's um before, before he walks away, I assume he he's walking away, but before he does so I reach out and just kinda of grab by his collar. Okay. Give me <laughs> a, an athletics check. Uh I'm adept at that. <laughs> he's not, I can tell you that. Ooh, but a bad roll might uh spoil this though. Uh eleven. No, you grab him by the collar. Um, okay. So he's got hold on here, brother. Uh, he disappears out of your grasp, Bulk, and reappears several meters away, um, where he says, uh, oh no, you don't! Uh, and he puts up a barrier in front of him. Barrier. Oh, that's, oh, that's a fun... That's a fun move in this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ah. Alright, Ezra turns to them and says, Everybody stand back for a second. He takes a few steps uh, up to the barrier. Uh, makes sure that he's at least three meters away from everyone else. Uh, but within three meters of the professor of the Pokemon Professor of Magic and his barriers. Okay, you can do that. Okay. Uh, unslings his guitar. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> he looks over at the Pokemon Professor and is like, sorry about this. And then he plays an extremely loud chord. He uses Hyper Void. Alright. That's a close blast three. It has Smite, which means if I miss, it still does it. He just resists it one step further. Okay. Normal type move. And sound based. Yes, so sound based. So it bypasses barriers. Ah, I was just going to say it was going to... Yeah, it goes through the barrier, but it could harm it. Um, mm-hmm. So I rolled a four. It has an AC of two, so that wasn't a great roll. He's an NPC. I'll let you hit him. Okay. <laughs> I did a total of 33 normal special damage. To the to the barriers and to the Pokemon Professor, and it knocks him back to the et, uh, three meters away from me. Okay. Nice. Oh, so close to destroying the barriers. Yep, yep. So they're, close. They're still there. They have they're... two HP left. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of education should I roll to see if Bulk knows how to take down this barrier as well? Um, Pokemon education. Um, since it's psychic, I'll say a cult works too. Uh, six. Um. Just hurt it. Just hit it. That's all you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Balt's just gonna uh, run up uh, to it, and he's gonna he's gonna try to hit it. Um, and I think, yeah, we'll just go ahead and use. Uh, I think Brick Break sounds like a good enough option. So I, I will run up to it, and then I will uh, uh, hit the barrier with uh, Brick Break. All right. Um, I don't think they have. I don't think it's possible to miss against a barrier. No, they're they're just they're walls. So yeah, just roll damage. Okay, cool. Jeez, that's two d eight. Yeah, right. Slip well, on he, some he's, ice. He, he'd still hit the wall, I suppose. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, for two damage worth. <laughs> All right, that's, so that's, that's a that's a five 
plus uh, 22, so it's uh, 27 uh, physical fighting damage. You uh, break one segment of barrier. He does? Sorry, not, I, I'm not going to say anything. 21. Barriers take damage. Uh, oh, he did, he did 20. Yep, he did twenty. He did twenty-seven damage, but they they take damage as psychic types, which means he only does half damage, and they have fifteen damage reduction. Yeah. So they just suck. They just suck that. So, yep, that didn't up. take anything. Oh no. Okay. So so Bulk uh, running up there, he brings his fist, uh, do trying to do a hammer fist into them, and he just kind of bounces off of it. Valiant effort, Bulk. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, though, like thinking, you know, brick break, it's gonna break bricks. Break, yeah. Break. <laughs> But these are psychic bricks, so. <laughs> Nerd bricks. Okay. I think Seth is just totally cool with beating up a magician. So, like, like being oh, there's a lie. one thing, there's a lie. but you know, magician. Uh, he grabs a Pokeball from his belt and he goes, All right, Voyager! He throws out Voyager, his LGM. And then for Seth's action, he is going to use his feature, uh, Seize the Moment, which uh, triples the effect of my training for one turn. Louisa's going to run up to the barrier and just kind of like put her hands on it and then kind of like push her nose up against it too and be like, guys, stop fighting, it's Christmas! <laughs> Guys, stop laughing, it's crazy. <laughs> and we have we have the alternate title for this. <laughs> either one of those, either one. Going to use charm and she rolled a 21 for that. Ooh, a 21 on charm. <laughs> now, is that for everybody? <laughs> is she trying to charm all of us? <laughs> Mostly just the magician right just now. Magician. Okay. <laughs> I thought she started this with, well, you threw it away, so too bad. Haha. No, it's no, stop laughing. <laughs> I wanted you to give it up, not get beaten up. Come on. <laughs> it's a little impulsive. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, well, he, uh, sees you in such a silly state with your face pressed up against the barrier <laughs> and says, I am not the one fighting. I am defending myself. But, but, please, just, just wait and hear me out. You, you threw the hat away and Karen over there just saw it and she just wanted to bring Joy to her little ice sculpture. And don't you remember when you were little and you were joyful once too when you made things out of ice and like everything was magic and it seemed like magic and it's the Christmas season and there's magic in the air and you're a magician so you should know this the best. So why can't we all just get along and just let her keep the hat? <laughs> and when, when you mention Karen, the camera pans over to Karen who's got big 
bug eyes with tears <laughs> in the bottom, and her bottom lip is quivering. And, yeah. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra tries to hide a deeply skeptical look as soon as, uh, um, as she mentions uh, the Pokemon Professor of Magic ever being joyful. <laughs> <laughs> When you mention also that uh, when everything was magical, he says, My dear girl, I am magical! I hate yes. magicians. When he says that, like, playing cards go shooting from his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and is this guy a fantasy villain? <laughs> Am, am I imagining this correctly? Like, after they're done flying out, like, we can see the cartridge where they're being held, too? Yep. <laughs> yes. Perfect. You're just, like, shooting against the barrier. <laughs> yep. By the way, that wasn't my card. <laughs> Magicians trying to get people to believe in magic instead of real things like aliens and gods. Set, set, set. Alright, we're on to Voyager's turn. B- b- break the barriers! And, uh, it puts its hands together and then explodes. Uh, in a burst one, I got clear. Uh, of fire type hidden power. So nice. let's see. Let's see how this works. That's, uh, 38 special fire. Alright, that'll I hit clear. Three of them, yeah. Yep. So there's still one segment of barrier up, but otherwise three segments are removed. Um, And when you do that, uh, you hear in your head, Seth, uh, from your Elgium Voyager, How'd that do, sir? Right good, right good. (laughs) That's perfect, actually. That's great. I was was, was literally... I was thinking the Queen's English, but no, he's he's Cockney. All right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, all right. Righto, righto. We're in a battle, see? <laughs> all right, all right. All right, Charlie. Let's get this cheeky bugger. Lovely, jubbly. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till this goes out. <laughs> Alright, the Pokemon Professor of Magic says, No more of this! Come on out, Trix! He throws a Pokeball, uh, and Trix uh, looks like uh, kind of a flying pig. Uh, It's got big bat wings, blue skin, a heart-shaped nose, uh, and what looks like one giant ear on top of its head. So it's an ugly type. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's from Gen Five, so what do you expect? <laughs> I think she gave it the burn condition. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he has a burn heal. Yeah. Oh, the critical <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, oh, that's. Not great. That's an 11 on four Ooh, I dice. I could beat you. I could beat you. Let's you could beat me. Let's see. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, 11's enough. It's a swoobat. That's the evolved one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I know. Uh, and he says, Trix, 
Use heart stamp on that Elgium. So, hit. Heart stamp. Uh, that's please don't flinch, hit. please don't flinch. Please don't flinch, please don't flinch. Uh, no flinch. No flinch. Oh, it, has okay. it has a heart-shaped nose, so it's a literal yep. heart stamp. It yeah. basically just stamps its nose. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that a signature? <laughs> it was yes. until they gave it to Smoochum. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that, that is going to be 31 psychic physical damage. Oh, mercifully, it's psychic. Okay. I'm just, I'm just imagining as it like backs up from the headbutt, you hear a sound. <laughs> nine. I did nine damage. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Pokemon Professor of Magic kind of builds himself up, and you see his hat kind of quiver and glow a little bit. Uh, and then from his eyes comes a bright white light that attacks. Let's see who's up there. It's gonna be Bulk. Uh, comes flying straight at Bulk. And definitely hits. Um. That's what? No. Sidebeam? No. I know he's a warper. 38 very special damage. Oh, Shimmer and Gleam. Nope. Dazzling Gleam. 38 uh, fairy special, and your special attack bulk is lowered by one combat stage. That's Moonblast! Oh, no! Oh. Alright, so that's going to be just... uh, So 38 minus my special defense, then? Yep. So that makes it a 31. Okay. Um, If anyone would like to do a... I'll say Pokemon or a cult education here. Ezra doesn't know what it is. Oh, it's oh I know what it is. I mean, it's an Ed skill. I'm good. <laughs> Researcher, yes! <laughs> uh, I got a... That is a 12, 13. 13. Okay. With a 13, you know that there is no way that this man should know how to use Moonblast. That... that w- was it him? Something hmm. is wrong it, here. It felt like it was him. <laughs> <laughs> used it, but he's got some sort of maybe maybe a weapon, or maybe the hat? Alright, great. The uh, Swoobat and uh, Pokemon Presser of Magic are within five squares of each other, right? Or within uh, 25 feet? Yes. Five meters. Yes. Five meters, yeah, whatever. Uh, Ezra walks up to uh, them and goes, alright, this is getting a little out of hand. Let's all quiet down for a bit. And he starts playing a very calming tune on his guitar. Uh, Ezra is using Sing. Alright. Uh, an 8 with an AC of 10, so he missed. But they get a minus 2 penalty to their evasion until the end of their next turn. Alright, I'm still... Uh, bul- I should say Bulk is still right up against the barrier, right? Yep, with one segment okay. left. That's the last. He's he's at the last barrier. So, so when you say segments, like a, a layer of barriers, is that pretty the, much? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you All can right. go around it. it it's a yeah. it's a meter block. But yep. I broke the other ones that were obstructing your way. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what I think I'll do is I will. Um... Oh, I should say too. The professor is levitating about five feet in the air. Oh. Huh. I won't feel bad about <laughs> shooting down now. <laughs> Anyone have any moves that can steal things? I wish. <laughs> nope.
because I'm All starting right. to think it's the hat. Well, uh, so Bulk is going to do this. Bulk is going to start his turn by um, uh, trying to break through that last barrier, and so he is going to attack it with a slam. So with his uh, with his shoulder right up against it, he kind of leans back and uh, leans into the uh, the barrier to try to to bust it up. And that's two. Yeah, I should have just uh, done slam in the first place, but you know, you learn, you live. <laughs> Three and a five, so that is uh, thirty normal physical with slam. All right, uh, that barrier shatters. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Bulky kind of stands up and he flexes most like yeah. <laughs> Um, ignoring the pain in his lower back. Um, and, uh, he also, uh, uh, as his move action then, he's like, alright, now that we're through this, uh, come on out, Foley, give us a hand. And so his Vigoroth Foley comes out. And, uh, Foley, go ahead and, and uh, go after that, uh, uh, that Swoobat with your faint attack. So, uh, does not miss, right? Yeah, Can't does miss. not miss. Alright, so that's a 7 plus the 26, so that's uh, 33 dark physical damage on the Swoobat. That gives the Swoobat two injuries, but it is still up. So uh, the way this happens is it climbs up on Bulk's back to get like a nice little jump in the air, and it uh, brings out one claw to... to, uh, to, to pretend that it's going to attack, but then comes around with the other and uh, swipes at it and uh, uh, gives it a nice smack across the face. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with a with a with a swoop at. <laughs> nice. Um, would it be if we were trying to hit like just the hat and not hit him? Would that be an accuracy penalty? Yes, I will call that an accuracy penalty. Okay. Yeah. Seth does, is not a very coordinated person, so I don't think he would try to knock it off. Uh, he makes uh, eye contact with Voyager and motions of the hat and gives him a kind of, you got this nod. And I'm going to activate Seize the Moment, because that's a huge accuracy boost. So we'll try to knock that hat off. Does Sorry, does Voyager have uh, telekinesis? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, uh, focus training... Mm-hmm. It has plus one to accuracy, plus two to skill checks. So when that's tripled, it's a uh, plus three to accuracy if I wanted to side beam it off, or a plus six to a skill check to knock it down. So uh, I'm setting that up for next for uh, its turn. Um, for now, all Louisa is going to do is call out her head a little Joe. Leon oh. is like, come on, you gotta help me out here. Alright. Um, and I rolled a d20, right? It's been so long. Yep. <laughs> Alright. Oh, good. So, is going to have Joe use sleep powder on the magician, or at least try to. Okay. Um, and I rolled a 13 for that. That hits. He falls asleep? Yes. He is asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
Is he still floating? <laughs> That's a good question. Is he still floating? Yes, he is still floating. <laughs> he is That's dozing. Impressive. It's the hat. <laughs> he is dozing as he floats. Uh, a little bit of snot is drooling from his nose and snoring. So. <laughs> um, He's a magician. He'll have handkerchiefs. <laughs> Just constant handkerchief. Uh, Voyager is going to use his telekinesis to try to knock the hat. Uh, I think he has enough control to knock it onto the Vulpix. Okay. Just try to animate it. Um, let's see. That's 11 plus 3 is 14. 16 plus 6. So. 22. 22. Yep, that hits. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, just to see if it lands directly on the Vulpix, have Voyager roll me a. Let's go focus with is... focus. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first focus check, and now to land it. Um, again, this is fifteen, sixteen. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, we're good. 22? That's fine. Twenty-two. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, you hear Voyager's voice saying in your head, I'm taking aim, sir. Here we go. And fire! Here we are! Yes! Come alive, Vulpix! And the hat floats over. <laughs> Lands on the Vulpix, uh, who promptly shakes off a little layer of snow and comes alive and starts dancing around. Its nose fell off when it stopped the first time. It doesn't yeah, bother yeah. it. <laughs> Now, time to beat up a sleeping magician. <laughs> Here's the key question. Is he still floating? He is still floating. Hmm. Okay. okay. Oh, yes. that's, now, now that's genuinely impressive. Um, <laughs> Foley is... See, you can't do that thing again. Let's do... Um, all right. Uh, Foley, this is going to be uh, the best way to get back at this one. Go ahead and use Fury Swipes now. And so, uh, let's uh, see if we can hit it first. You're attacking the Swoobat? Cool! Yeah, I'm attacking the Swoobat, but no, I'm not attacking the Swoobat. <laughs> uh, Foley has lost track of the Swoobat, has no clue where it is now. <laughs> okay. It, it's a one. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> just coming coming off of its, its high, it just it yeah. rages in the air and swipes and totally misses. Yeah, he uh, fully looks back at me and is like, what? And like, uses one of the like, scratch, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, in response, tricks the Swoobat, comes towards Foley, and I'm not sure how to describe this move, but it's it's very creepy. That's, that's what I'll say. <laughs> it's creepy. Uh, the Swoobat kind of does a little... Um, uh, like come hither with, with one of its wings and like kind of flaps around a little bit and, and seems to, to taunt Foley a bit. Uh, it's not taunt. It's not. Um, <laughs> let's see if this hits. Uh, yes. Nice. Yes, this hits. Or attract. No. 46 dark physical damage. Whoa! Um, what a dirty trick. That? Uh, that is assurance. Uh, <laughs> 36 brings me down to 20 HP. 
That's two injuries. Alright. Uh, let's see if the professor wakes up. He does not. Okay. He's snoozing. <laughs> so, back to the PCs. Those are sighs, and he goes, alright. Let's calm things down now. Lady, come on out. He throws a Pokeball to one side, releasing his uh, mischievous lady. This lady, why don't, why don't you go and uh, talk a little bit with that Swoobat over there? And the mischievous grins, turns, and the voice that comes out of the mischievous uh, next can be accurately described as black speech. <laughs> Dark speech. Uh, uses hex. 16 to hit with an AC of 2. Yep. Okay. It has no status afflictions. Correct. Okay. Then it only does 46 ghost special damage. That's going to be enough. Swubat takes two more injuries and is <coughs> fainted. All right. So... Almost ready for the opening act. All right. <laughs> Christmas miracle. <laughs> Should we get him down? Down? Or... Well, look. Looks like our job is done here, and Bulk claps his hands. Ezra's just squinting up at the Pokemon Professor of Magic, looking like he's contemplating something. Seth is slowly packing a snowball. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a parade for this Snotacular? Um, There is. uh, You can look at your your, um, schedule, uh, your little flyer and you see that at sundown everyone will be lighting candles and it's getting close it's twilight now uh everyone will be lighting candles and singing and and uh looking up at the stars on top of the hill uh and that's kind of the closer for the festival day uh, uh ezra checks his schedule then then looks at the rest and goes anyone got any rope and then we've got a parade balloon <laughs> <laughs> Just, j- j- just a tape recorder. If I've learned anything from D and D, everybody has rope. <laughs> but no, uh, I was just thinking. He's like, all right. Um, so we should probably, you know, wake him up. I I do have a this. super rod. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right, uh, Louisa. Do you think you could convince Karen to? Uh, go play with her Vulpix a little farther away, maybe out of sight for a bit. So uh, we can talk to the Pokemon Professor without him getting any ideas about stealing his hat back again. Karen and the Vulpix have pretty much backed up uh, as soon as the Vulpix came back alive. Uh, Karen's teary eyes vanished in favor of a an ear-to-ear grin, uh, and she hugged the Vulpix and kind of... Uh, ran off with it at her side and uh, went back kind of around the igloo where the contest was being held. Uh, you can you can still see her if you crane your neck a little bit, but she's on the other side of the igloo now. All right, that should work. I think we got some questions with this about this uh, Pokemon professor. You said what he did before with that eye lights thing wasn't supposed to happen? It w- wasn't for, for, from him. I have the snowball ready. Please. You mean ready to give to Bulk? Uh, Ow! Seth. Seth, hands it over, making a very good point. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, all right, children. There's a time to be fighting and a time to be talking. We've already gotten past the fighting parts. Fine. I didn't know we entered the snowball fight festival part. <laughs> no, no, remember, we skipped that one. Oh. Wait, what is Seth doing then? Nothing, and I put it down. <laughs> as, as, Ezra just pats Louise on the head. <laughs> like, All right, let's 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 let's, let's wake up this professor. Successfully guilted. <laughs> uh, Ezra sees if he can like pull down the professor by a leg. Um, he's five feet up, so he can still grab yep, him. He's you like can about reach. eye level. Uh, mm-hmm. If Seth can't. You don't even need to to roll anything for this. It's, um, when you grab his foot or his leg, he kind of gently uh, drifts down and softly lays in the snow uh, face down. <laughs> Ezra flips him over and then releases manager from the side. Okay. Uh, his lombre. And he says, manager, it looks like one of our uh, performers has passed out. You want to wake him up? And manager gives uh, Ezra a long-suffering look and then squirts a blast of water into the Pokemon Professor of Magic's face. <laughs> I thought he was going to use has... wake-up slap. <laughs> no, he, he has or fountain, so salt. it's not doing any damage, but he's hitting him with water. All right. Yes, he wakes up and... Oh, what? Battle! Tricks! Use confusion! Oh, wait, what? Battle's over. Where's my hat? We save the day. Where's my hat? I want it back. We can talk about that later. Did something interesting with your eyes a bit ago. What? What? You mean when I attacked you? I... Can you write that down? That'll make things a lot easier later. <laughs> <laughs> In self-defense? Seth holds up the tape recorder. Don't worry, I stopped it before he finished. All right, all right. Now, obviously, now, see, something's been bugging me for a bit here. That Vulpix came back to life. Or came to life, I suppose. And it seems that your hat is the thing that did it, and while you're interested in your hat again, you don't seem very surprised that your hat did this. Couple that with your uh, little trick with your eyes a bit ago, and I'm wondering... I know you said earlier that you were magic, but how'd you come about it? And yes, magicians never reveal their secrets. Um, Of course not. My magic came to me from far-off lands and wise yogis in the mountains. That is how I became so powerful. That hat was a gift from a magical man from a far-off island. He told me that it would grant me magical powers, and only today have I seen them manifest. Uh Uh-huh. And if it was so special, why did you throw it on the ground? It wasn't working. Never had it worked until today. When I when I saw that Vulpix come alive, I knew that its magic had been unleashed. So that eye thing, was that from that earlier, or was that from the whole uh yo- I didn't know Ursaring could do magic. I mean uh yogis in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> He he looks a little um, abashed, but uh, pretty much knowing that he's defeated here, he says, "Yes, that that was one of the abilities granted by the hat, or so I was told." Hmm. Okay, it's a picnic blaster. 
If any, does anybody have any ranks in occult education at all? Nope. All. Uh, I have all my eds at novice because I took the stupid breath okay. of knowledge feature, so I could I could try. Go ahead, give me an occult okay. education check. This would be fitting if this was the one I screwed up. Uh, <laughs> that's an eleven. That's okay. Um, okay. You you recognize uh, you're putting things together now. Um, because this professor uh, has has talked about how the hat was supposed to work but didn't until today, and he noticed it when the Vulpix came alive, Um, and when the Vulpix came alive, you remember that rumbling. And you also remember that in Snowpoint City, there is a legend of a legendary Pokemon buried in the ruins, uh, and that Pokemon has some sort of power... And uh, when the stars align, when the spirit is right, certain things come into play and the magic comes forth. And it seems that this is one of those occasions where the magic of Christmas has stirred Regigigas (laughs) and and caused that to infuse this hat uh, with the ability to bring this Vulpix alive. Uh, and also apparently to grant a few other things uh, as well, including something like Moonblast. Huh. So. Regikikis, the moon laser Pokemon. The moon laser Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I won't worry too much. It's, it's, it's only level one. <laughs> <laughs> just in platinum, just in platinum. <laughs> well, I, I think your hat was working today be- because of the, the season and the s- strong feelings that people have around this t- time of year and the m- many, many days afterwards. I, I think that that <laughs> awoke the power that was latent, or that's what r- readings would su- suggest. Mm, yes, it seems to be so. But m- maybe it's time we let that instead of being something so p- personal, just give j- joy to everyone. And if you don't feel that way, well, she she has a head start, so. <laughs> I love how tactful and... and uh, just generally, you know, polite and genial this group is. <laughs> Except so um, are, are you gonna let it? That. Are you gonna let it go, brother? Um, as you're speaking to him, the uh, the sun sets and the stars one by one start to appear, uh, and mirroring the stars, uh, the people who are around uh, and seem not to have noticed your fight for whatever reason, probably because there's all sorts of Pokemon events going around, um, and the other things they they're lighting their candles. Uh, and starting to sing. And as that peaceful song starts to encompass the cold darkness, the professor looks around uh, and looks back at you and says, I suppose I'll just have to work on my act without the hat. Fine, she can keep it. And uh, Karen, uh, behind the igloo, shouts, Yippee! 
<laughs> Ezra half to himself is like, well, there's the interesting question of spring, but I guess no point's always cold. So that <laughs> yes. helps. Yeah. True. Also, I mean, it's just in the lowland Vulpix now. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Does the po- does yeah. a Pokeball work on it? Does like well, the if Pokemon comes, you might find out. Faints. <laughs> does it turn into snow? Um, yeah. uh, Bulk uh, slaps the uh, Professor Pokemon of Magic, uh, P- Pokemon Professor of Magic, on the back. and goes, "Good choice, brother. Now let's go light some candles." Um, oh, I can go. drink cocoa. I got it. It's a very slow ditto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Vaporeon can turn into puddles of water. I guess it can too. Hey! <laughs> That's what happens after its mouth's put the hat back on and you have a Vaporeon. <laughs> it's a very dynamic Pokemon. <laughs> Yes, clearly. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you all, you get your, your tapu cocoa, and it's warming you. Uh, you light your candles, uh, and people are gathering around different areas of the hill and looking up at the stars and singing softly. And as the cold darkness spreads in the, the, the ruby sunset, as, as the sun is finally completely disappearing... Different blues, greens, pinks, and golds are starting to spread across the sky like a curtain being pulled back. And a sea of stars comes through those colors, and the music starts to flow louder through the city. As you watch, a shape appears and emerges from the woods. Uh, Can I get a perception check? Hey, a ten. Five. I got a frozen rock. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's actually just a lump of coal. (laughs) It's a lump of coal. So Luis is completely oblivious. She's staring too hard at her candle. It's blunt. Uh, How do the flames do that? She she realizes that she has a... uh... Oh, what's it called? Litwick. Yeah, she has a Litwick by mistake and is trying to figure out a good way to let go. <laughs> uh, um, got a four on four d six. Wow! Ooh, wow. So you wow. also got a frozen rock. Yes, <laughs> Seth is also. You got four frozen rocks. Seth, Seth is staring at Liliana, Liliana, not Liliana, Li, uh, Luis's candle, uh, and she says, "I don't know how does it do that." <laughs> Voyager's well, kind of having fun. <laughs> Voyager's uh, using his his glowing fingers instead of a candle. Very nice, very nice. Ouch. Um, well, anybody who got a five or above, you can see this shape emerging. Ten or above, you hey. can see, you can recognize this. This is a squat, furry red bird Pokemon with fluffy white feathers, uh, and is holding its tail like a bag at its side. Oh, I know uh, what that is. Does Ezra know what that is? Give me a Pokemon education an, check. You got an eight to know what that is. Yes, this is a Deli bird. Uh, you know that it is a flying type, and that's about it. But it's a Deli bird. Uh, Ooh, uh, Bulk knows that as well. Good. 
Um, and as you watch, the deli bird is, is stopping uh, at different groups of people along the way, and it seems to reach into its tail and hand them things like berries or little trinkets and stuff. And it comes to your group. Uh, and uh, Bulk, it comes to you, uh, and it, it looks you up and down uh, and chuckles a little bit and reaches into its bag and pulls out something. Uh, and I would like you to describe to me what it pulls out. Uh, it hands you uh, an article of clothing specifically for wrestling. Okay. What, what does this look like? Ooh, um... Gosh, what does this look, look like? Um, it is... Um, a red and yellow uh, pink top. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but already already has like a small cut in like the very middle center, so making it easier to tear. Nice, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, and I will say this to you that uh, it it also has the property that when you tear it, uh, it it is very easily reassembled, so you can tear it and put it back together and tear it again. Uh, and with that, it gives you a plus two to your intimidate checks. Nice. Additionally, once per day, you can choose to increase the damage base of one of your moves by two. Yikes. Wow. Once per day. Oh, wow. Once per day. Sweet. Thanks, brother. (laughs) It kind of chortles and chirps at you and nods and smiles. Can't wait to use this at the next Pokemania. (laughs) Uh, Ezra, it comes to you, and it hands you an object. It's it's uh, about the size of its torso, uh, and it's black and square, uh, but with different decorations on it. And I want you to describe what those decorations are, but uh, first I want to tell you what this is. It is an amp, an amplifier for your guitar that you can plug in, and it is extremely light and portable. Uh, what different decorations, like band stickers or pins or different things, are on it? Okay, so yeah, it's got different like stickers from different regions. It seems to like uh, correspond to gyms, uh, especially in the Sinnoh region. But there's like a few uh, gyms from other areas uh, with like the stickers and decorations corresponding mostly to like gyms and cities cool. in different areas. Cool. All right. Uh, And what this amp will do for you is it increases the crit and effect range of your sonic moves by plus one. Nice. Wow. Sweet. At this point, Ezra has tapped Louisa and Seth on the shoulders and pointed them to the telly. Okay, so they're not surprised by this this little bird Pokemon. Uh (laughs) Aww. Louisa, like, wipes away a little bit of drool that was, like, coming out of her mouth. Like, what? Oh, hello there! Nice. Um, Alright, Louisa, it comes to you, and it reaches in, and it hands you uh, a trinket of some kind. And I want you to describe what this is. This is some sort of adorable little uh, accessory for your outfit. It's like keychain with ears of different bug and um, grass-type Pokemon over it. Nice. Um, So what this does, uh, this little keychain with bug and grass-type Pokemon on it, 
uh, is uh, during contests, uh, it gives you a plus one die for one round. You get to add one die to any one of your Pokemon's moves. Um, it also, outside of contests, will give you plus two evasion for one round. And you can choose when to do that. That's a free action and an interrupt to mm -hmm. give you plus two evasion. So when something would attack you, you can say, nope, I've got plus two for this, so it misses. Okay. Seth, it comes to you, and it reaches into its bag, and it pulls out uh, what looks like a collapsible telescope with all sorts of different designs and decals along the tube. What do those look like? Uh, along the uh, body of it and the different uh, collapsing rings, each one of them is stylized like uh, the surface of one of the planets. So the, the largest piece is the sun, and then moving out you get Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, uh, all, the way, all the way down the, the telescope. Nice. All right, and what this will give you is uh, a, a plus one uh, overall, if you use it, a plus one to perception checks, uh, and then a plus two to every one of your ed skills per the D GM's discretion. Uh, so, like, if, it, if your education skill would have to do with something that you might see with the telescope, uh, especially things in space or alien Pokemon or in Great Britain... Um, and it'll give you a plus two to your education skill on that, uh, as well as a plus two to your social skills, uh, also per the GM's discretion, to uh, all things that also pertain to that. So uh, Pokemon from Great Britain, for example. <laughs> plus two to social skills? It's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> Ow. <laughs> So this, this one encourages you to argue your case for why you would get a bonus uh, to those various things. Well, clearly you've never been my DM before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, the Deli Bird continues on and hands gifts to, off to other people and trainers who are out and about. Um, uh, it, it, it gives uh, a, a little bow tie to the Vulpix. Uh, nearby Karen, so the Vulpix not only is wearing this top hat, but a little bow tie around its neck. Uh, and it gives Karen uh, a Pokeball, uh, which the Vulpix uh, boops its nose onto uh, and enters into that Pokeball. Um, next year, a monocle. Next year, a monocle, yes. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the distance, you hear uh, Charlie Groot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Charlie has just fallen to his knees and like, no, doesn't know why. <laughs> then in the music, uh, amid the stars above and the candles below, the day ends, and although it is cold, you are very, very warm. So, thank you for playing this Christmas special with me. Uh, Nick, I'll give the uh, reins back over to you. Here's the plot device back. Yep, thank you. I broke it. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. If You can find us online at chapterradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Radio and check out some of our other great shows at tapsteradio.org like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. 
A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. Once again, I'm Nick, and I have posted once on my Twitter, at PokeRollNick, so I may post again. Uh, I'm Paul. Uh, you can find me at ProfSnag on Twitter. And, of course, uh, check us out on the Poke Podcast. Uh, a quick shameless plug. Um, we just finished up our Puckle 10 stream where we did a 20-ish hour live stream. And uh, we raised uh, $750 for Child's Woo-hoo. Play, an organization that gets um, uh, video games in the hands of kids who are in the hospital for extended stays. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Um, I've also joined the Puckle Discord, uh, so you can chat with me there. I'll join uh, up in there. And uh, I'm also on our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. Uh, so chat me up there. And I am Lydia, and you can find me in the chat room, also on Twitter at LIL underscore Shadow8. So come talk with me. Spread the Christmas cheer, even though it's after Christmas, but keep it in your heart all year long. <laughs> and I'm Dylan. Uh, you can find me in the Puckle Discord as Linian. You can see me moderating. Other than that, you don't find me. That'd be weird. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. both of my characters names like start with L is because when I was little like I named I was on this kick for a while where I was naming all of my stuffed animals with L names because I was like then we're, we're like family or like twins even though I had like multiple L name ones <laughs> fun fact <laughs> good we learned a little bit more about Lydia <laughs> <laughs> oh, please tell me we have that captured. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, gentle listeners. <laughs> we're not even trying tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're trying someone's... Uh, we're trying my patience, as my mom would say. <laughs> Go, mom! <laughs> I mean, we had a whole conversation before about uh, LGM and BGM and uh, all their fun stuff. My, no, they're basically just from Britain. They're not. They're not aliens. Oh, I see. They're they're British. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna come. I forgot about that. I did not. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, we, I I requested that the LGM had a British accent, so he would be a British gent. <laughs> um, 
So the, the LGM, like after 50 years, they've just given up. Like their, their first thing that they said to people, by the way, we're not from space, we're British. Everyone was like, well, all right. And just, like, everyone just kept talking to them like they're aliens. They've given up at this point. Well, I mean, I caught it by a phone booth, so. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Oh, boy. Would be nepotism. Oh. <laughs> right, there we go. Sorry, crinkling paper. I was, I was wondering what that was. Everyone's like, breaking up. <laughs> breaking up. Sorry, can't hear you. It's like who's cracking for an this kind of relationship? <laughs> oh dear. I know I have kind of uh, contributed to us being completely off, uh, off to on a tangent at the moment, but I do have to get up at five tomorrow. Yep. So the sooner we start, the better. Yep. I'm, what I'm do still, you do? I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up uh, my, uh, my thing. I'm doing something called Connect Groups at Mount Olive, and oh, yeah. the one Connect Group that I ended up facilitating has their things at Monday mornings at 6 a.m. Uh, at a coffee shop. And I don't drink coffee. Super <laughs> fun. I don't have my first class until 1.30. <laughs> oh, Shut up, Lydia! <laughs> <laughs> Paul, not, not, sorry, again, for, I, I need to stop going on tennis, but what is your picture? <laughs> really pulled together. <laughs> uh, Bulk, seeing nothing left to do, uh, claps his hands and walks away. Good episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I roll perception to look for plot hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you find one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't have dice. Hold on. <laughs> okay, good. Then I can interject. Hey, Seth should say something about giving a Turing test or something. He's <laughs> not a robot. <laughs> what, what's the tech ed DC in a Turing test? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, we, I, I was going to say we should look for a giant ice castle appearing out of nowhere. <laughs> I just can't wait until in a couple years when we get to do another Christmas special and we have to fight the true enemy, global warming. <laughs> oh no. You mean Groudon? The movie's got real Groudon. <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that now that you said that. No, there is straight up a Frosty the Snowman movie where the it's like an environmental message because mm-hmm. the snow is disappearing. Yep. Like Frosty 2 or something or 3. I know, it might have been 3. <laughs> Weren't they all using like spray cans of something? Yeah. Or, like, spray snow, yeah. <laughs> it was <Yep>. surreal. It <laughs> had John Goodman. Alright, alright. <laughs> Michael, come back! <laughs> <laughs> We're all being hunted by an incredibly specific serial killer. <laughs> okay, I, I vaguely get that reference, I think. Oh, that wasn't a reference. That was just a weird horror plot. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought you were talking about the one thing where there's, like, the whole, like, Skype or Facebook. Oh, there was from, that like, a movie. few years there. back, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no one watched it, and it wasn't very good from what I heard, but... Uh... Are we doing any better, Michael? Yes. Everyone okay. just cleared up. Alright, we'll, we'll come up with a uh, bla- bad horror plot later. Okay. Yes, you are now Autobots. Perfect. I still function. <laughs> I just need to go on YouTube so that I can be Bumblebee and just, uh, 
just like <laughs> play songs every once in a while. Oh, world. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick, don't you have the oven five? Yes. 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 Stop derailing us, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I don't even know where we are in the plot. I'm off. I'm, I'm getting slightly too we, We're about to hit a new plot hook. That's what was. <laughs> new plot hook. Ezra is just a fountain of snark, and I can't help it. <laughs> I didn't think through that. That's <laughs> <was> okay. <laughs> as, as she was doing that, she accidentally headbutted the wall. For... Use! Uh, sorry. I don't know that move. Yep. <laughs> he forgets all of a sudden. To, to load. It's a Canadian Which one? I don't remember. He's <laughs> <laughs> amnesia. I, I assume this is the part of the Christmas special where we blindly overcome our differences and all sing Dahu Dore at the fire. <laughs> no, uh, other, other podcasts have done that already. <laughs> okay, so maybe not that song. <laughs> <laughs> we would have done it first, Candle Nights. <laughs> <laughs> If you uh, want to do more investigating, you are free to, but pretty much here's the end of the plot there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I still have a Darumaka, but... <laughs> yes. A little and drummer boy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lady, I will have oh, you know, God. once again. Uh, little drummer lady. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I got bingo. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know if I've rated you guys. <laughs> How could you? How could you? Such oh, no, betrayal. <laughs> it's too <laughs> brute. <laughs> Depending on what you choose, we may have another cliffhanger. But we shall see. <laughs> There's, there's been outrage dare. over that cliffhanger. <laughs> I have heard, I have heard. Don't worry, it's yeah. going. It, it, it will stop being a cliffhanger soon. It will just be a mystery. <laughs> Getting a cliffhanger on your team, well, you'll be in Sinnoh, so you'll be fine. In the Chandy region, you, you might have, you might run into some problems for something, but I won't. I, I, that you'll find out later. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> and here's a free cliffhanger. Hey! <laughs> just for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you just see me in the tap room just going, what's up with the fairy, though? <laughs> <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.